0: track. My turn. Hey, good evening, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving weekend. So I'm, this is just a guess, but holidays sometimes can be a little tricky, right? We just can. Some of us experience really high highs and perhaps others of us for various reasons, some really low lows because holidays just bring up stuff for us, right? And so, um, but whether we're high or whether we're low, our Lord loves us no matter what. No differently. In, in the hard spots and in the great spots, His love doesn't change at all. He loves us. And He's there for us in the midst of uh, those times that are good, and in the midst of those times that are perhaps a little bit more challenging. Amen? It's good to be with you guys. Let me just kind of check the clock, make sure I know what I'm doing. Don't trip over anything. Okay. Um, last week, if you were here, Pastor Dave did a marvelous job of um, bringing Ephesians the book of Ephesians to a close. It was incredible. So grateful for him. He's in Idaho with um, his daughter and son in law and I think three grandkids. And they have a fourth one coming. Is that right? Um, Allie, and Ke- Allie and Kelly, right? And then a bunch of kids with first letters K in their name. Something like that. Anyway, it's good to be with you guys. Happy Thanksgiving weekend. It's perfect that um, Pastor Rob opened with Psalm 100, um, I'm going to do the same. But I want you to turn to Psalm 100 with me. Turn to Psalm 100. We're going to, we're going to read that, go over a few things, tell a story, and we're going to pray. Psalms is just about halfway in the through your Bible, almost smack dab in the middle, you'll find the book of Psalms psalm 100 we're going to read this up front we're going to do some stuff then we're going to read it again at the very end and I think it will read differently and I'll point out some things when we get to it again later on verse 1 of psalm 100 shout joyfully to the lord who everybody all the earth So none of us are exempt from shouting joyfully to our God. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord Himself is God. It's He who made us. Not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him. Bless his name, because the Lord's good. His loving kindness is everlasting, and his faithfulness to all generations. Today's message is, as you can see on the screen, it's titled, uh, Everyday Thanks. I had other titles that um, I decided not to use. We've heard of this one before, um, An Attitude of Gratitude. Do we have that slide, the next slide? Yeah, message titles that didn't make the cut. The second one is, may your life be like summer and not like a bummer. (laughs) I don't know, I was just getting silly. They get worse, just so you know. The third one is, it's better to say thank you so life doesn't spank you. (laughs) It's just true, right? Like if we don't go through life with an attitude of thanks, life just beats us up differently. It's just true, church. And I like this one. I probably should have went with this one, but... Be thanky, not (laughs) cranky. Be thanky, not cranky. We have much to be thankful for. We have much to be thankful for. And sometimes we lose sight of that. When Mrs. Klein told her first graders to draw a picture of something for which they were thankful, she thought of just how little these particular children who lived in the very deteriorating neighborhood, just how little... They actually had to be thankful for. She knew that most of the class would draw pictures of, of turkeys or bountifully laden Thanksgiving tables because that's what they believed was expected of them. What took Mrs. Klein by surprise was Douglas's picture. Douglas was always a little lost and lonely and likely to be found close in Mrs. Klein's shadow as they went outside for recess. Douglas's drawing was simply this it was, it was a hand. Okay, but whose hand? The class was captivated by the image of this hand. I think it must be the hand of God that brings us food, said one of the children. It's a farmer, said another, because they grow the turkeys. Still another said it looks more like a policeman, and the hand protects us. I think, said Caroline, who was always so serious that it is supposed to be all the hands that help us, but Douglas could only draw one of them. Mrs. Klein had almost forgotten Douglas in her pleasure at finding the class so responsive, so she told the children to continue working on their project and took some time to crouch over his desk, Douglas's desk, and ask, whose hand was it? And Douglas, huh, he mumbled, it's yours, teacher. Isn't that sweet? Perhaps this was her Thanksgiving and everybody's Thanksgiving, not the material things given to us, but the small ways that we give something to others. Mm. I just think that's a great story to kind of rethink sometimes. Not just the things we're thankful for, but the ways, the small ways that we can give to others, that people can be thankful for the gift that we are in their lives. Let's pray. Lord, there's a lot coming at us every day, every week, every month, every year, the ups and downs of life. And so, Lord, sometimes we lose sight of the multitude of things that we can be grateful for. So forgive us when we have those moments. Forgive us, Lord, when we forget that we, of all people, as sons and daughters of the living God, have much to be grateful for. Thank you for your grace and mercy as you continue to teach us to be people of gratitude. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We pray that you would have your way with us this evening. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. It's good to be with you guys. The Lord loves you. I love you. It's a good church. I hope and trust (laughs) that each person sitting here today had a wonderful and delightful Thanksgiving Day. My presumption is that most people, if if they do have some sort of uh, tradition or ritual, is that Thanksgiving Day, my presumption is, it's the is day to look back. That's just my assumption. If, if you have a ritual or, or a habit or a tradition, it's, we tend to look back. To look back and recall all that took place over the past year. And to give thanks for the many things that we realize and are reminded of that we have to be thankful for. And I'm confident that somewhere near the top of each of your lists, my name can be found, but time doesn't permit us to verify that right now. So we will, we will move on. So Thanksgiving is a wonderful day to really push everything, everything else out of our hearts and out of our minds and taking the time to look back and really focus on the many blessings that lead us to a place of deep gratitude. Hopefully you did that. But it's just one day. It's just one day. There's 364 other days. And there's nothing wrong with taking a day to be thankful, but it's just one day. And my challenge for us on this day is to perhaps rethink Thanksgiving Day moving forward. Whether we do this instead of or in addition to what we normally do for Thanksgiving Day, let us utilize the specialness of that day, of Thanksgiving Day, to catapult us forward instead of just looking back. To engage this one Thursday a year Not merely to look back, but to look forward as well. I wonder how many of us did that on Thursday where we said, I'm looking forward with gratitude, not looking back only. To commit the year ahead of us, to commit the upcoming year, to be a year that we determine to live with an attitude and heart of thankfulness. To be thanky, not cranky. In my opinion, Having a heart that is full of gratitude or thankfulness has very little to do with the particulars of our lives. All of us have particulars in our lives, all of us. Some are similar, some are very different. But having a heart that is full of gratitude or thankfulness has very little to do with the particulars of our lives, I believe. And everything to do with the perspective of our lives. Not the particulars of our lives, But the perspective of our lives we are commanded all through scripture to put on that we can collectively put on the mind of christ that all of us as followers of the almighty can be like-minded all through scripture we're encouraged to be like-minded that our perspective can all be the same our perspective can all be healthy thankful perspective even though our particulars are all very different all of our particulars are so different We of all people, as followers of the true and living God, must be shaped by the perspective of our lives and not by the particulars of our lives. The Baker Encyclopedia of the Bible says this about gratitude. It says it's a natural expression of thanks in response to blessings, to protection, or to love, God's love for us. In the Judeo-Christian tradition, gratitude is not a tool used to manipulate the will of God. It is never coerced or fabricated in one's mind. Rather, gratitude is a joyful commitment of one's personality to God. That our personality, we can commit to having a personality of thankfulness to our God. It's a choice we make. In the Old Testament, gratitude to God was the only condition in which life can be enjoyed. You couldn't enjoy life, in the Old Testament understanding, without a spirit of thankfulness and gratitude. For Jews, every aspect of creation provided evidence of God's lordship over life, that God was sovereign. He was in control. He was the King of kings and the Lord of lords. The Hebrew people thanked Him for the magnificence of the universe. When they received good news, they thanked God for His goodness and His great deeds. When they received bad news, they also gave thanks, trusting that He was a just God. You want proof of that? Read the book of Job. The Israelites thanked God for His faithfulness to His covenant promises. God made promises. And when God makes a promise, guess what He does? He keeps it. One, for, for deliverance from enemies and from death. For forgiveness of sin. For answers to prayer. For compassion toward the afflicted and the oppressed. For executing justice for continuing guidance in people's lives in the Israelites lives he constantly led his people he constantly leads us today if we would but follow it says the sheep know his voice and follow the shepherd gratitude was such a vital part of the nation of Israel's religion that it permeated most of their ceremonies and their customs thank offerings acknowledged blessings from God feasts and festivals were celebrated in remembrance of God's steadfast love throughout their history king david appointed levitical priests for the sole purpose of offering thanks to the lord hmm. in the new testament the object of thanksgiving is the love of God expressed, how? In the person, in the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul thanked God for the gift of grace that was found in Christ, as well as he was grateful for the ability or the privilege to preach the gospel of truth. Hmm. So he's thankful for God's grace, and he was thankful that he had the privilege of speaking that grace to others. Wow. Gratitude for love and faith among believers permeates Paul's letters. The gratitude that we should have for love and faith is all in Paul's letters. Because the expression of gratitude is tied so closely to the response of faith, Paul encouraged believers to give thanks in all things. Check out some verses. Look at Romans 14, 6, 7, and 8. He who observes the day observes it for the Lord. And he who eats does so for the Lord. For he gives thanks to God. Whatever we do, it's about giving thanks to God. And he who eats not for the Lord, he does not eat and gives thanks to God. For not one of us lives for himself. Mm, Really? How are we doing on that? How are we doing on that? We are in a society that says it's all about you. You, You're number one. For not one of us lives for himself, and not one dies for himself. For if we live, we live for the Lord. If we die, we die for the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. Because of that, we are thankful. No matter what is going on in our lives, we are to be thankful Look at 1 Thessalonians. It's really amazing that these are three separate verses. This is verses 16, 17, and 18. Rejoice always. That's verse 16. Pray without ceasing. That's verse 17. In everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. To rejoice always, to pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. Are you thankful for everything? Do you give thanks in everything? We may not like everything, but can we give thanks to God in everything? Because it says in this verse that that's God's will for you in Christ. In everything to give thanks. We always have something to be thankful for in everything. Because of who God is... because of of what he's done. It doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, Scripture tells us. He commanded Christians to pray with thanksgiving. Did you know that? We're commanded to pray thankfully in the name of Christ, who has made all thanksgiving possible. Check this out. Look at Philippians 4, verse 6. I think Pastor Dave hit a couple of these last week. It says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. I wonder why that is. What is it about thanksgiving that needs, to, why does that need to take place for our prayers, for our prayer life to be healthy? Look at this next verse. I think it, it'll tell us a little bit. Colossians 4.2 says, Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. We can't pray alertly, accurately, in a healthy fashion without being grateful. Without being grateful, it clouds our ability to pray properly. We're not alert. God, why aren't you answering my prayers? What's going on? Are, Are we people of gratitude? Do we pray with thanksgiving? Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in your prayer life. With thanksgiving, isn't that interesting? Hmm. Some of us aren't alert, and so perhaps we're praying unalertly, not alertly, not the way we should be. Ephesians 5.20 says this, Always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father. Always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Two old friends met each other on the street one day. One looked forlorn, almost on the verge of tears, and his friend asked, What has the world done to you, my old friend? And the sad fellow said, Let me tell you, three weeks ago, my uncle died, and he left me 40,000 bucks. That's a lot of money, he said to this sad fellow. But you see, two weeks ago, a cousin I never even knew also died and left me $85,000. Sounds to me that you've been very blessed, he replied. You don't understand, the sad fellow interrupted. Last week, my great aunt passed away, passed away, and I inherited a quarter of a million dollars from her. Now the man's friend was really confused. Then why do you look so glum? He said, this week... Nothing. Okay, now, let's be honest. We laugh because it's funny. But you know why we also laugh? Because there's an element of truth in all of our lives, this story. Herein lies the problem with receiving something on a regular basis even if it's a gift, we eventually come to expect it. Almost as an entitlement. So many of us, I'm guilty, we come to think we're entitled to something. We've, we've worked hard, we've, we've paid a price, we've experienced a lot of anguish, and so I'm entitled to something good. And then when it quits coming, I complain. And I say, this week, nothing. Huh. We feel hurt, even angry, if we don't receive it any longer. And the, It's the same way with the blessings that that God gives us every day, oftentimes. Sadly, that's true. We're going to go back to Psalm 100. Go back to Psalm 100. We there? What I want you to notice in each verse that God's the centerpiece in each verse. He's mentioned. It's all about Him. This is a psalm of being grateful, and the psalm has nothing to do with us and has everything to do with Him. And that's what the psalmist understood. Let me emphasize as I read through this. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord Himself is God. It is He who made us, not we ourselves, it's about Him, not us. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him, bless His name. For the Lord is good, His loving kindness is everlasting, and His faithfulness to all generations. I wonder what our psalm would look like if we wrote a psalm, how much of it would be centered on us. I mean, it's all about the Lord here. The psalmist understood what he had to be thankful for, and it, he concludes it here in verse 5. Why should we be thankful? For the Lord is good. No matter what happens, good or bad in our lives, for the Lord is good. Not the Lord is sometimes good. The Lord is good. And so no matter how gnarly things get, we can say, for the Lord is good. And his loving kindness is everlasting. Never goes away. And the last part says his faithfulness to every generation. And so generations come and go. And we read about him in the Old Testament. We read about him in the New Testament. We read about him in church history. We read about him in the history of this church. And we got people of different ages, different backgrounds. And his faithfulness goes to all of us, to all generations. Just those three things alone should cause us to wake up every day and say, Lord, thank you for today because you are good. Your loving kindness is everlasting and your faithfulness goes from generation to generation to generation. And I know, Lord, that when I'm gone and when we're all gone, that your, love, your faithfulness will continue to the next generation and to the next generation and to the next generation. And so for that reason, we can be grateful. Here's what we're going to do next. I want you to turn just a few pages to your right, maybe a page or two to Psalm 10, uh, 136. I'm sorry, a few pages. I was thinking 106, 136. I lied. So, 136. So, church, here's what we're going to do. Maybe you've done this, maybe you haven't. There's two parts to this. I'm going to do the first part, and I want you to repeat that second line where it says, For his loving kindness is everlasting. For all 26 verses, the second part says, For his loving kindness is everlasting. Okay, I'm doing the first part, you do what part? The second part. If you do my part, I'm giving you the mic and I'll just watch. Okay, I'm totally down with that. Okay, I'm doing the first part, you're doing the second part. All 26 verses, you ready? Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. Give thanks to the God of gods. Okay, you guys are doing, it's about a B minus if I'm being honest. Actually, if I'm being honest, it's more like a C plus. Okay, so you guys got to step up your game. Give thanks to the Lord of Lords. Oh, beautiful. To Him who alone does great wonders. To Him who made the heavens with skill. To Him who spread out the earth above the waters. To Him who made the great lights. The sun to rule by day. The moon and stars to rule by night. To Him who smote the Egyptians in their firstborn. and brought Israel out from their midst with a strong hand and an outstretched arm to him who divided the Red Sea asunder and made Israel pass through the midst of it. But he overthrew Pharaoh and his army in the Red Sea. To Him who led His people through the wilderness. To Him who smote great kings. And slew mighty kings. Sihon, king of the Amorites. And Og, king of Bashan. and gave their land as a heritage. Even a heritage to Israel, His servant, who remembered us in our low estate, and has rescued us from our adversaries, who gives food to all flesh, Give thanks to the God of heaven. You guys were awesome. Thank you for stepping up your game. Good job. I'm almost done. I just want to close with this verse out of Revelation chapter 15. Let's go ahead and put that up. Revelation 15. Um, Is this verse 3 or verses 3 and 4? If we can put four up there too, but that's okay. Oh, it's probably two separate, right? And they sang the song of Moses, the bondservant of God. And the song of the Lamb saying this, Great and marvelous are your works, O Lord God, the Almighty. Righteous and true are your ways, King of the nations. Who will not fear, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy for all the nations will come and worship before you for your righteous acts have been revealed our God is worthy of our lives and our hearts and our minds waking up every day and being thankful and I would encourage you moving forward to be thankful every day not just wait for next November have a great Thanksgiving meal, and then look back and say, Lord, thank you for this. Nothing wrong with that. But I pray that we look forward and say, I'm going to live my life gratefully today and tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Amen? I'm going to pray, and if you need prayer, our prayer team would be available down here in the corner. Lord, we just thank you so much for reminding us that you are worthy of our lives living gratefully. We have so much to be thankful for. Forgive us, Lord, that we lose sight of that so easily, that we get caught up in the particulars of our lives and, and we lose perspective in our life. And the enemy loves to do that. He likes to get us focused on the particulars. And Lord, we just pray that you get us back to the right perspective. Lord, we say thank you. Thank you for those psalms that we read. Thank you for the story of Psalm 136 about how you provided for your people and you provided food and you let them out of their um, captivity. Lord, in the same way that you let us out of our sin that we were captive to and you provided for us. You are worthy of our praise. You are worthy of our thanks. And so we give that to you tonight and we pray that we can give that to you tomorrow and the same on Monday and every day thereafter. Lord, we love you and we thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everyone said, amen.